This is what these fucking women do. They just like, well, I say shit that makes fucking Sims cry. No, you don't. We just call you a fucking cunt and we move on. Okay. And nobody's fucking you. So all you do is you get more miserable, you buy more cats, and you eventually just die with your vagina covered in cobwebs. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke, here in the Shell Shock CBD HQ in Richardson, Texas, with my beautiful heterosexual bearded life partner that's Thank Jewish, you. Josh. Thank let me fin- let me finish. Can I finish the intros, please? That's what your mother said. Did she? <laughs> <laughs> Did she? <laughs> that's so her. That, that's so her. It's classic mom. Slut. <laughs> Got right into it. No shit. Like, <laughs> like, what a way to start a podcast. That's all. Are we a podcast or are we just a show, like an internet show? Just a couple of guys. That fuck each other or that whatever. <laughs> it's got to be your head up the bull's ass to get a good look at the butcher's steak. Shut up, Richard. Oh, my gosh. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we got our uh, we got our YouTube channel back, the backup one. It's the All-American Savage Show podcast on YouTube. It's not my main one. We're back live on that. But for those that don't know, uh, we are live on Rumble. We're going to be uploading everything to the Rumble platform, which you can follow here. Or just look up John Burke over at Rumble. You can find us there. That's where we're going to continue to stream to, even if we get banned on Twitch yeah. or YouTube or Facebook. So that's going on over there at Rumble. Just look up John Burke. I posted the link in the chat. So thank you guys for checking that out. How was your evening last night? Oh, it was good. Had the uh, flag football Little League meeting. Oh, how'd that go? It's really good. Any, I'm excited. Any, no cussing out other coaches or anything like that. No, it's a uh, it's, it's a Christian organization, so they, you know, they want to keep okay. foul language to okay. a, a bare minimum around the children. Oh okay. god, it's understandable. I mean, yeah, I can see that absolutely. But uh, yeah, it's good. I'm excited. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. So first year head coach. Oh, so you are the head coach? Yeah, me and another dad are kind of tag team in it. I was gonna so. say, you want to be? Can I be an assistant coach? No, I'll be the water boy. I'll be the water boy, or no, no, I'll be, I'll be the uh, the dude from um, Happy Gilmore, or not Happy Gilmore, fucking Water Boy, like Bobby Boucher. Get my nipples pierced. Remember that scene, like where he's like, she's like going like all happy with the shirt off, and his nipples are pierced. I think it'd be better if you just went drill sergeant. Oh my god, just lined him up. Dude, parents wouldn't be able to handle it. The kids would be able to handle it. The parents wouldn't. These are Christian parents. I think they would, <laughs> might be in favor of it. Come here, little butt fucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, well, hey, got some good news. Y'all remember the Valor podcast that we did some, man, it's been almost a year. And uh, we're kind of bringing it back a little bit. We're working on the second episode. I'm editing it today. I'm finding someone that can add the uh, background music and, excuse me, um, sound effects 
Josh and I are pretty busy throughout the day, but uh, that's coming back. If you haven't listened to episode one, I highly suggest you do. And the premise of the episode or the podcast, number one, this is kid friendly. Uh, the, the reason I love doing this is because, number one, the premise of the show is that there are historical figures and contemporary figures that you might not know about, and they're valorous acts uh, under extreme dangerous circumstances that maybe some people in America or the world don't know. Now, again, this is kid-friendly. There's no cussing. It's done in a very educational, informed manner. I love getting to do this. It's a lot of fun. It's just a little passion project of mine. As, of course, as you know, it is sponsored by ShellshockCBD.com. But if you're not following the Valor podcast, here it is on SoundCloud. There's the link. Um, I'm going to probably be getting it on mainstream as well, kind of like the All-American Savage show is for platforms like Spotify, uh, iTunes, things such as that. So make sure you follow it on SoundCloud. Hopefully we'll have the next episode ready to go in a week or two. Um, you don't know who it's about. It's already been recorded. Mm -hmm. um, normally Josh does the editing, but he's been swamped with shell shock stuff. I'll be doing the editing and then finding someone um, to help do the uh, sound effects and stuff like that. Think of it like the old-timey radio where you can hear the sound effects in the background and the theme music as uh, the stories being told. There's still one up on SoundCloud, right? Yeah, yeah. The first episode is on SoundCloud. Yeah. 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 So we'll upload that one to there, and then I'm going to try and get it to where we can get it um, on the other platforms as well. Yeah, it's good if, uh, mm -hmm. if you haven't heard it. Yeah. We, you did a great job last time. The first episode, um, if you haven't listened to it, Give it a listen. I think each episode is like 20 or 30 minutes. Very informative, mm -hmm. very fun, very engaging. And it, I just, I like telling the stories. It's mm -hmm. fun for me. Yeah. So again, it's a Valor podcast over on the um, <clears throat> SoundCloud platform. So once more, there is the link in the description and appreciate all the love and support on that one. So, all right. So as you know, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Appreciate you guys supporting our company. Made right here in the good old U.S. of A. No foreign imports as far as ingredients go. Thank you for all that love and support. Right now, for the end of the month, using code TRY on the rack-out gummies that are going to help you sleep. That's what these gummies are formulated to do. They are THC-free. You have my personal guarantee. You will not fail a drug test. These are CBD mixed with melatonin. There's 15 milligrams of CBD and 5 milligrams of melatonin. It is going to not only help you fall asleep, but stay asleep. Improve your quality of life by investing in a product that is made right here in America, owned by us, the Rack Out Gummies. Just go on ShellshockCBD.com under the CBD tab. Look at CBD gummies, and there they are, the little Rack Outs. Use code TRY and get a free bag of Asteroid Delta 8 gummies. This goes through the end of the month. Did I fail to mention um, that all of our gummies have a money-back guarantee now? They do. That's right. You heard me correctly. If you buy our gummies and they don't do as we advertise them to do for you, go to the bottom of the All America, or excuse me, the, sorry, Jesus, the Shellshock CBD. There's so many websites, dude. There's so many. We have too many websites. Go to the bottom of the ShellshockCBD.com website for the refund policy. Basically, we will send you a shipping label. You send us the product back. We'll inspect the bag to make sure you didn't eat any more than four gummies. And then we will give you a full refund because we believe that, hey, the product should speak for itself. Give us the opportunity to earn your business. Again, that is ShellshockCBD.com. All right, so let's get into this show, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot to cover. This isn't going to be as long of a podcast because I got some editing and stuff I got to get taken care of. Um, oh, I'm trying this new VR thing tonight. 
Uh, it's here in Dallas. They're they're all over America, but it's again, it's a full. Um, this is the one we. It's not the one we went to, is it? No, no. This is a different one. It's better. It's like you put on the headset, the pack, everything, yeah. and there's no wires. There's nothing. It's full immersive VR. Around. Yeah, I did that at the Cinemarks a few years ago. Yeah, it's badass. Oh, there's this other one now. It's here in Dallas. Uh, my buddy just hit me up about it. We're gonna go today after work and go test it out to see if we can get a group of friends to go later. But. It's like they have various different scenarios. They have a pirate one. They have a haunted mansion one. They have a zombie apocalypse one. And it looks badass. The European orgy one where they pee they on pee each on other. They pee on each other and you, you get your own complimentary thing of butt burr. Virtual monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> I was all over the place. <laughs> but, the, the anal gay pox. <laughs> fucking COVID butt piss. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. It all works. (laughs) (laughs) The most unprofessional podcast you'll ever hear. Good cue on that one, though. Nice cue. I like that. From now on, just do it. I love it. it. Just do it. Just Nike that shit. Mm. All right. If I'm sipping from my Shellshock CBD mug, if you haven't secured one, you need one. These things are amazing. Move aside, Ben Shapiro's tumblers. Step a step aside, mug club. Mug club. We got shell shock CBD ceramic freaking mugs. We got <laughs> coffee cup, buddy. Coffee cup, buddy. Oh my god. But all right, so let's get into the news, folks. There's. <laughs> hey, you know you know what the greatest thing we can do during a recession is? Well, we have record high inflation. Let's send another three billion to Ukraine. Good lord. Good hey, Lord. Well, they did pass that new uh, stimulus package, so that should... Oh, my God. Bro, I, 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 on a scale from one to even, I fucking can't even. How, like, how much money are we going to send these people? I, I, you I know, know, an infinite amount? Dude, I don't even know what the amount is anymore. We Like, another $3 billion. This is coming from the Associated Press. U.S. to send, and again, this came uh, 27 minutes ago. U.S. to send $3 billion in aid to Ukraine as war hits six months. Did you know it's already been a year since the fall of Afghanistan? Is that, it seems like... Bro, just yesterday, right? Just yesterday. He yeah. screwed that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like just yesterday when it Joe does. Biden fucked that all up. And there's still, to this day, there are still over 800 Americans stranded in Afghanistan. God, man, mm-hmm. just such mm-hmm. a terrible administration left it's millions insane. and yep. millions of dollars with the weapons. Billions. Billions. Mm-hmm. God, we armed and equipped the Taliban. It seems like Joe Biden is doing a very good job at arming every other country except ours. It really does. We armed the Taliban. We're arming Ukraine. We're helping their farmers. Meanwhile, our farmers are just getting hammered. I saw another article yesterday that they're talking about there's a lot of farmers coming together, meat meat farmers coming together to start their own meat processing plan because apparently the prices of the other ones are just gone insane. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know what, we're going to do it ourselves. And it seems like that's just the way to go regardless of what you're doing in life. It just seems like if you want it done right, according to your standard, you're going to have to do it yourself. And I hate that. It's a weird I, name. Meat farmer? Uh, maybe I just made that up. Could be. It sounds uh, like the name of a the, gay uh, porn <laughs> pornography production company. <laughs> <laughs> that is some weird like b-rated gay action fi- action movie this summer he's back the meat farmer just when you thought your dick was safe from monkeypox, he's here hey guys is that a banana in your pocket or you just got monkeypox? <laughs> rated x for retarded <laughs> 
<laughs> Where are you going to stick that banana? <laughs> <laughs> Came up with a new flavor of gummies. <laughs> oh my god. Exit. Stage right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, three billion Ukraine. As Russia's war on Ukraine drags on, U.S. security assistance is shifting to a longer-term campaign that will likely keep more American military troops in Europe into the future, including imminent plans to announce an additional roughly $3 billion in aid to train and equip Ukrainian forces to fight for years to come, U.S. officials said. U.S. officials told Associated Press that the package is expected to be announced Wednesday, the day the war hits the six-month mark and Ukraine celebrates its Independence Day. <laughs> um... I want to circle back around to that <laughs> holiday. <laughs> you, you know, I don't want to be that guy, but nine times out of ten, I'm that guy. That's, should should you really be celebrating that while you're occupied? I mean, I guess he's having what uh, what is his what picture is, taken by Vogue what and Vogue celebrities coming yeah. in, viewing uh-huh. the country, and good lord. <laughs> and we're the assholes because we don't care about Ukraine. No, he's I don't. doing photo shoots well, in the middle of the war. Oh yeah, he's having just a grand old time. That's good. Good stuff. Fucking ridiculous. Just it's just ridiculous. But again, this is what you this is what you get. This is what you get with these people. Uh, the total of the aid package, which is being provided under the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, could change overnight, but not likely by much. Several officials spoke on condition of a. I hate this fucking word, anonymity. 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 To discuss the aid before its public release. Unlike most previous packages, the new funding is largely aimed at helping Ukraine secure its medium to long-term defense posture, according to officials familiar with the matter. Earlier shipments, most of them done under presidential drawdown authority, have focused on Ukraine's more immediate needs for weapons and ammunition and involved material that the Pentagon already has in stock and can be shipped in short order. It doesn't matter. We've still paid for it. Mm-hmm. We're still paying for it. I keep seeing people say, like, I'm okay with sending them weapons and ammo. It's like, that's still money in form of weapons and ammo. We're still paying, like, you, the taxpayer. Like, how do people not get this? How do they not realize this? It's like, as long as we're not sending them money, I'm okay with sending them weapons and ammo. We're still paying for that. Like, that... (laughs) Uh, whatever. In addition to providing long-term assistance the Ukraine can use for potential future defense needs, the new package is intended to reassure Ukrainian officials that the United States intends to keep up with its support. Dude, at what cost? At what cost? We keep printing money. Does nobody, does nobody really seem to give a shit about our own debt? About what's going on here in America? The devaluing of the U.S. dollar? And here it talks about in this article, it says, uh, Winter's coming. Winter's coming. Jon Snow goes to Ukraine. He's the king of the Ukrainians. This is back in March. I never knew my mother. Uh, there's 20, in stock. <laughs> 27 countries. I fucked my sister. <laughs> sent a uh, billion dollars to Ukraine for weapons and supplies. These guys are that fucking. That was 27 countries. That was, they're rich. They're rich as fuck. 27. They collectively got together and sent them a billion. We, we're sending like pallets of cash. Mm-hmm. What did we say? Like four hundred billion? Is that what it was? Or forty billion? It's, mm-hmm. it's something. Dude, I've lost count. I, yeah, I lost count. I've lost count. Billions. We've got to hit. We've got Setting to hit at least one trillion billion. at this point. We've got to be hitting at least one trillion. It's closing in. I'd imagine. Winter is coming, and it will be hard. <laughs> Wow. Phrasing. Winter is coming and it will be hard. And what we see now, hey guys, you're reading about me? <laughs> I'm going to Ukraine for the monkeypox. I'll give it to all the Russians. I'll dress up as a, a Russian prostitute. <laughs> hard to fight the Ukrainians when you got monkeypox on your face. Hey, 
It could be a form of biological warfare. We'll call it analogical warfare. Yeah, but it's not lethal. It's just super uncomfortable. Yeah, but very embarrassing. They can't fight when they have monkeypox. I mean, they probably could. They're Russians. They're badass. I mean, well, I thought they were. They're getting their asses whooped by Ukraine. Yeah. Winter is coming, and it will be hard. And what we see now is a grinding war of attrition. This is a battle of wills and a battle of logistics. Therefore, we must sustain our support for Ukraine for the long term so that Ukraine prevails as a sovereign, independent nation, Stoltenberg said, speaking at a virtual conference about Crimea, or Crimea organized by Ukraine. Six months after Russia invaded, the war has slowed to a grind, and both sides trade combat strikes and small advances in the east and south. Both sides have seen thousands of troops killed and injured as Russia's bombardment of cities has killed countless innocent civilians. Again, Ukraine murdered its own back in 2014. Moving forward, don't get this one-sided, Russia's bad, but Ukraine is also bad. Don't sit there and think that Ukraine is a victim here. They're not. This is all bullshit. America should not be getting involved in this. This is not our affair. And again, just like General Miley said, like, this could be over in like seven, two hours. And, and well, you know, to be fair, I thought it was too. I thought Kiev was going to fall. They held. They held out, impressed, but even still, not our fucking war. Not my pig. Not my farm. Don't give a shit. And I'm telling you right now, everybody's like, well, we have to stop Russia from expanding. They're not going to expand. Shouldn't he have <clears> a better <throat> grasp on how long it's going to take? You would think. I mean, but then again, I mean, again, a lot of people got that wrong. But to be fair, but yeah, he's kind of in it, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got that information to where he could. I mean, I thought Ukraine was going to win. They had Sean Penn over there for crying out loud. That guy could have just ended the war in one day. Uh, he he, he was just in acted uh, his some way great movies. Yeah, I am Sam. Yeah, where he played the retard, where it was like true to life to his own person. <laughs> he's like, absolutely, he's, he's retarded in real life. It stands to reason. He, he play did amazing that biography. Retard. I am Sam <laughs> about Sean Penn. Wow. <laughs> Late Monday, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine and State Department issued a new security alert for Ukraine that repeated a call for Americans in the country to leave due to the danger. <laughs> yeah, because America doesn't have the greatest track record as far as getting Americans out of countries that are about to get overtaken by the enemy under the Biden administration. I didn't know it was 800 people that he left over there. Mm-hmm. There was like 200. No, no, even 200. Still, still. Yeah. Yep. Well... Fauci's coming out saying he would cooperate with GOP. Oh, Rand Paul made a tweet. Somebody tweeted at Rand Paul saying, hope you freaking take Fauci to task in a sense and like really interview this guy. Rand Paul responded, oh, don't worry, I will. So I hear it's it's coming, Fauci. But I don't think anything's going to happen. He's going to grill him. He's going to make him look stupid. This guy will not go to prison. This guy should be tried. He should be be tried. This guy is just the biggest... Fauci, fascist Fauci is who should be. Mm-hmm. Fauci says he would cooperate with the GOP, but this has been more of a character assassination than oversight. <laughs> okay. The day after announcing he was stepping down to December, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, uh, Fauci, uh, House Minority Leader uh, Kevin McCarthy vowing to hold him accountable over his handling of the coronavirus pandemic should the GOP take back the control of the House. Uh, according to McCarthy, Fauci owes the American people answers. No, he owes them more than that. He owes them his life. Mm-hmm. Fauci told CNN's New Day that he welcomed oversight, but argued the GOP had been engaging in more of a character assassination than oversight. He added that he would be happy to cooperate. The White House chief medical advisor was asking if he would be willing to testify before Republicans after his retirement. He says, sure, I certainly would consider that, Fauci replied. But you've got to remember, I believe in oversight is a very important part of government structure, and I welcome it. 
and it can be productive. But what has happened up till now is more of a character assassination than it is oversight. So sure, I would be happy to cooperate so long as it make as long as we make it something that is dignified oversight. Again, he's trying to frame it right there. As long as it's dignified. So anything that falls outside the realm of dignified, he's not going to answer. I guarantee this. Also, Fauci says that he likes oversight. No, what he likes is oversight that goes in his direction. He does not like it when people are saying, hey, wait a minute, you're getting a lot of things wrong. We need to start asking you some questions. And when he doesn't have those answers or the emails leak or things like that, and he admits to gain of function research, like you have literally changed your word several times. And then oversight types come in there and say, wait a minute, you are lying. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, I believe in like good oversight. No, you believe in like passive uh, resistance. You don't want anybody resisting you, the God of science, who he himself claimed, I am the science. So this guy, is a, he's a con artist. This yeah. is a con artist extraordinaire. He has not exemplified anything about representing science in its true form. What do you think he's done for the past <clears throat> 40 years? I think he's skated under the radar and being he's just been he's like the leader. Nobody questioned him. And that's what we need more of I mean, in America. He's not seeing patients, right? No. Yeah. He, he didn't just, see any COVID patients. He's just there at the White House getting paid four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yep. He's a mouthpiece is all he is. He's worthless. Again, Fauci in the medical world is kind of like General Miley in the military. It's like these guys are so far up the totem pole, they don't know what's going on with boots on the ground. They're not at the front. They're getting feedback and information from the answer or for for regarding answers they want to hear. They're not listening to what's actually happening. It's the answers they want to hear. And that's why Fauci, if like if you <clears throat> Want to get the scope of the battlefield of what's really going on? Don't talk to the generals. Don't talk to the brigade commanders. Go down and talk to the men on the ground and find out for yourself. It's because essentially there's a lot of yes men chain of commands. Yeah. They're gonna feed through, they're gonna feed up information that the higher ups want to hear. They don't like I can tell you right now firsthand, leaders in the military do not like hearing, hey, we're failing. It's like, no, no, we should be winning. And that's a very dangerous thing to ignore the truth simply because of ego. Mm -hmm. I've seen that so many times in the army. It's like, well, we're not failing. So yes, we are. We are not winning this area. We need to withdraw. We're not, all right. I saw it firsthand. But yeah, nothing's gonna happen to Fauci. I really don't. This guy's You know, bare minimum, he should lose his pension. Bare I minimum. Should, I think he should serve prison time and have to pay back a lot of money. He should have to pay back money, but I, I don't think anything, any of that will happen. No. But it, if, at bare minimum, he lost his pension. Yeah, <clears throat> because of all this, like he shouldn't yeah. be getting paid. Fuck for no. the rest of his miserable life. Yeah. Not on taxpayer dime. Nope. Not at all. Not on. Yeah, he got. He's gotten all the money he should get from us. So I love how this has shifted. A store in posh Beverly Grove neighborhood bans masks due to shoplifting. Kitson, a posh store in Beverly Grove area of Los Angeles, <clears throat> California, has banned the wearing of masks on the premises due to the risk of shoplifting. In an Instagram post last week, the store's ownership said, and I quote, <clears throat> Mayor Eric Garcetti and Governor Gavin Newsom and L.A. County District Attorney uh, Gaskin are clueless what obstacles businesses have to overcome to protect their staff and assets. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, we need to see the faces of the criminals. Please pass this along and hope that other businesses will follow. We can accommodate private shopping before we open for patrons that will want to shop. Please shop at KitsonLosAngeles.com if you feel more comfortable. Stay safe, everyone. <clears throat> Once again, small businesses hating their freaking leadership. Yeah.
Los Angeles, like other cities, has seen a rash of mass lootings, robberies, in which flash mobs target high-end retail stores, often while wearing masks that become uh, ubiquitous during the coronavirus pandemic that became ubiquitous. The store has previously criticized local authorities and celebrities publicly over their indifference to the damage caused to retail stores by the Black Lives Matter riots in 2020. I'm telling you right now, all that's going to happen, all these businesses are going to close up shop. Yeah. They'll be like, we can't afford this. We're taking losses. The police are not doing their jobs. Political leadership is failing us. We're going to go where we can actually make money. These stores are going to go out, and these people in these areas, the economy is going to freaking shrink. Yep. And it's going to turn to another fucking ghetto. Yeah. That's, that's all it's it. going to do. That's what they're doing. Good job. Congratulations. This is what weak on crime or soft on crime liberals do. These flash mobs, you know how you fix this? You let the store owners arm themselves. When yeah, they come absolutely. in, you start fucking dropping these bodies, bro. And that's going to be such a sad thing to see. No, not at all. No, not really. Because it's avoidable. It's all, it's all avoidable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you sound like seeing a criminal get executed. I'm okay with that. I mean, see two of these little pieces of shit get a fucking shotgun blast of the dome. Okay. What have you learned? Your parents failed you. You should have known better. And if the cops aren't going to be there, it's up to the individual store owner. If somebody wants to rush in and start stealing all my stuff, because I'm paying for that. Right. I know these stores have already paid for this product. These people going in there and stealing it are essentially stealing from the store now. The creators of the product have already gotten paid. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's the stores themselves. <clears throat> Blast these motherfuckers. Shotgun the shit out of them. And I'm telling you, once you see one or two store owners start doing this, it's kind of like in certain areas of Texas. You know, if you go into a certain neighborhood... Don't go fucking trying to rob somebody in there because every one of those motherfuckers have guns. Don't do it. You're going to get shot. I sleep with my bedroom door open. And I've told people, it's like, if you can make entry to my house, you feel free. Because once you come down that hallway, I've got a shotgun ready for you. It's like, it's going to be fun for me. Like, you think you've got this. It's like, nope, because I know how to tactically defend myself in my home. I've already got the plan laid out. I know exactly what I'm going to do. It's like, have at it, bro. If you feel like that 52-inch is worth your life, mm -hmm. <laughs> go for it. I've got the money. Yeah. You only got one life. I've seen those guys, the video where they're, they're jumping oh, yeah. over the counter, yep. throwing everything over, stealing Dude, lottery LA, tickets. Yeah, it just seems to be a thing. I saw one in the U.K., a McDonald's in the U.K. Again, they flash mob it in this McDonald's, and they go hit stores around it. Now... We could have the discussion. Do we really want to go there? There is a cultural issue, and that's all I'm going to leave it at. Well, uh, they're kind of screwed in the UK because they're not allowed to have guns, right? Nope. As a matter of fact, a nine-year-old girl was just shot over there by a criminal with a gun. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem with criminals is they don't follow the laws. What? Dude, so, that's sad. No. That's I, not true. I would almost guarantee John, that talking? that criminal dude, didn't have a background check. Dude, what are you talking about? Criminals don't I, follow I would, law. I would what is nearly wrong guarantee with you? it. What is wrong with you, dude? Come on. Weird. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, how about that? They're saying no more masks because we keep getting robbed. I don't think the mask is going to make a difference, to be honest I, with you. I think it will. I think it emboldens some people because they have their face concealed now. How are you going to figure out who they are? No, I'm sorry. Like, they're still going to wear a mask. They're still going to do their flash oh, mob. Oh. They're still going to come in and oh, steal yeah. your shit. Yeah, so absolutely. So the only thing that's going to probably help them is, like, a buzzer at the door and a shotgun mm -hmm. behind the counter. Yep. I feel bad for these businesses. They're I do just too. They're trying that to make a living. Like they're trying to put, yeah, they're trying to put food on their tables to feed their families. 
And I mean, this, like, ladies and gentlemen, this is the quintessential example of why liberals make shitty leaders. They want to disarm you, mm-hmm. make the cops the people that are going to protect you, and then they don't protect you. What are you supposed to do? And then you have these DAs that are going to charge you when you defend yourself illegally with a, with a firearm that you're not yeah. supposed to have. I just, dude, I, <laughs> and a lot of these store owners, like I, like, I hear about these things, like, okay, well, real quick, um, who did you vote for? If you voted Democrat, then I don't feel bad for you. You deserve yeah, this. Sorry, this is what you get. I, this is what you get. I think that's a good place to start. 100%. Who did like, you vote for? Who did you vote for? Yep. Then, you know, if we had like our own insurance company, that'd yeah. be so great. Like, oh, yeah, we'll insure your business if you live in California, but we do want to know what your voting record is. And if you, you vote, vote Democrat, sorry, we just don't do that. Yeah. yeah. So Funny how that goes. And the same police that the left wanted to defund. I know. So, and then they say, like, in New York, there's certain areas where it's spiked. In, or New York in general, the crime spiked up to, like, over 200%. You know, I would uh, <laughs> I would negotiate on defunding the, the police as long as I had access to all the weapons. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. The same token, though, if you defund the police, it also means that you're going to have to restrict them and what their services are actually for. And they're never going to do that. Yeah, I'll, like, just think example, about it now. So if we called the cops right now, would, yeah. how long would it take them to get here? Eh, five, ten minutes. You think so? Probably, yeah. I don't know. Every time, Anytime I've ever called the police, it's taken a long time. Well, it depends on what the scenario is. If it's like a murder, they're going to be here really quick. Active shooter here. I would ima- I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, w- I would suppose they'd be here really quickly. Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. I'd re- but but, man, in a shooting, those seconds matter. Right. So I'd, I'd rather best, have all the oh, yeah, weapons right. myself and be able to defend myself. and not Shellshockfirearms.com. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Oh, my gosh. And you read that article. I don't have it here, but you said the parents of Uvalde shooting are suing the gun manufacturer yeah. for how much? $27 billion. How, how is it the gun manufacturer's responsibility what a fucking shithead does with their yeah. firearms? Now, what happened is obviously a tragedy. 100%. And no parent should have to go through that. 100%. But to go after a gun manufacturer mm-hmm. is absolutely ludicrous. And it wasn't like the gun manufacturer sold him the weapons directly. It was through a third-party sales. Yeah. Guaranteed. Now, if the guns Guaranteed had come to life... And, yeah. a, and a gang of the guns yeah. were running around shooting <sighs> people. Those fucking gangs of guns. I and hate the manufacturer them. had something to do with them coming to life. Yeah. I could see where she, they might have a case. That's like some hardcore Toy Story shit right Isn't there. Isn't it? Yeah, like a little <laughs> Mac 10 sitting there comes to life. Hey, guys, want to go fuck some shit up? ar 15 like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> maybe you'd have something, but... I don't know. I mean, just, you go back to the say, well, is McDonald's yeah. responsible for your heart attack? or No, is exactly. Is it your willpower? Exactly. Yeah, it's, just, and the, the, it's the same train of thought. Yeah. You make you, you make a very good point. If I become obese from eating McDonald's, have a heart attack, am I now okay to sue McDonald's yeah. for making me no. fat? No, you made yourself fat. Right. Those guns didn't murder anybody. You did. Mm-hmm. And again, and this is what liberals don't get. It's like, well, we need to ban these weapons of war that criminals are getting. Criminals are still going to get them. Did you not learn anything from prohibition? Have you not learned anything about the war on drugs? It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Instead, stop putting yourself at the mercy of criminals. It's just that easy. The gun manufacturers, you could say, you know, these guns were intended for law-abiding citizens, mm-hmm. not criminals. And a criminal 100%. got his hand on one, so yep. nothing we can do about that. It's ridiculous. But there you go. Small businesses are starting to say, like, hey, we're sick of it, man. Mm-hmm. We're losing. We're losing our freaking product. We're losing money. And the government's not doing anything to help us, you know. They're covered by insurance, I guarantee, but the premium's about to go through the fucking roof. Yeah. 
New York City official says we're str- <laughs> I love how they say this. Let's listen to how they say this. A New York City official said we're struggling to deal with migrants because Abbott didn't warn us. <laughs> uh, Newsflash: Nobody here got a. Uh, <laughs> nobody got a notification either that there's exactly. And then all of Texas looked at him and said, "Welcome to my life, you dumb fucks." <laughs> On Monday's edition of NBC's Top Story, Commissioner of the New York City Mayor's Office of Immigration Affairs, Manuel Castro, blamed... Well, that's a good last name there. (laughs) Blamed the city's poor handling of migrants. uh, Bust to the city on Texas Governor Greg Abbott because Abbott didn't warn them about the influx of migrants. It's almost as if that makes it more difficult for you, doesn't it? It's almost as if it drops your economy, doesn't it? Hmm. Now you got to spend more taxpayer money helping these people out that came here illegally. Yeah. He's like, we don't need these votes. We already have enough votes. Why does he keep sending all these illegals out here? They're not even dead yet, so they can't vote Democrat. What's going on here? We've got plenty of dead people and illegals on the register here. We need to spread them out. This is bullshit. I didn't sign up for this. A crock of crap. Come on, guys. That's where it's at. Host Tom Lamas asked, so, Commissioner, you know, cities in Texas have been dealing with this issue for decades. And now New York City, Washington, D.C., dealing with the same issues right now. Lamas then read criticism from The New York Times of the city's early handling of the migrants before asking, so what's happening? Castro responded, again, Governor Abbott did not give us any warning. I like how he's trying to pin this on Governor Abbott. I love the fact that it's not about that they have illegal immigrants in their state. Their state, it's the fact that Abbott didn't warn them it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Bro, there is no rules in immigration, illegal immigration war. There's none. It's illegal happening. It's illegally happening at the border, the southern border of Texas. And all we're doing is passing the buck to you northern states that are sanctuary cities. Like, don't you want this? I thought this is what you wanted. Your sanctuary cities, your safe spaces for illegals, then take them. By all means, take them. Sink your local economies. Have fun with that. Spend taxpayer money on this shit. Increase taxes. And more people move your, leave out of your states because they can't handle that shit. Move to red states. And that's why blue states turn to shit. These, these blue cities turn to shitholes. Yeah. Uh, they really... One uh, butthole O'Rourke to get mm. in there. Oh, my God. That dude's such a douche. I'm like, there can't be a worse human being, I yeah. don't think. Well, I, there could be, but he's a, such a shitty human being, I yeah. think. He's a coward. Uh, total total grifter. He's a fucking coward. What job has that piece of shit had in his <laughs> entire life besides burglary? Yeah, and DUI hit and run. Castro responded again, Governor Abbott did not give us any warning that he would be sending people to New York City. And as nonprofits like Catholic Charities have been indicated, they started to receive people out of nowhere. And it's situation it's a situation that we were all trying to adjust to and meet the moment. Uh, but the truth is that New York City has embraced asylum seekers. We responded by bringing together a coalition of nonprofit organizations such as Catholic Charities, but many others that are rely are that are rallying around these asylum seekers and we're providing shelter. We're providing fruit and all kinds of services. Later, Lamas asked, why can't the city take care of these people? It seems like it's a problem right now. Castro answered again, we're adjusting. Governor Greg Abbott is trying to make this as difficult as possible for us in other cities. How? He's literally just dropping them off. He's not like giving them monkey pox and saying, be free, my witch and me. <laughs> Filling their pockets Go up. Go free. Like, no, he's literally dropping them in your state and saying, hey, good luck, y'all. <laughs> just, what the fuck are they talking about? It's like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take these legal immigrants. We're going to fill them 
fill their backpacks full of explosives. We're going to put some timers on them, and we're going to set them down how Manhattan and just watch the fireworks explode. What the fuck are you talking about? He's literally dropped. I mean, he dropped them at the Capitol steps in D.C. Yeah. That's the simplistic way of dealing with this. Like, all right, hey, now if you're all about this, if you're all about open borders, yeah. then you deal with the problem. And then, again, only like, I think they said only 4,000 people have been sent to DC or to uh, New York. Only 4,000. That's how many we're getting in a day, under yeah. average, a day. Stop your fucking whining. You want open borders to the South? You deal with the problem in the North. I mean, realistically, all they have to deal with up North is Canadians. And I don't see Canadians like trying to freaking do what the illegal immigrants are doing at the southern border. Nope. Why would they? It's just, it's mind-blowing to me. It's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Well, report documents show the Biden White House involvement in Trump criminal probe. Remember Biden said he knew nothing about this raid prior to it happening? Well, that was a lie. What? I know, You're right? You're kidding me. No way. Biden would never lie to the American people. President Joe Biden's White House was immediately involved or intimately involved in the Department of Justice's criminal probe into former President Donald Trump, according to government documents reviewed by Just the News. Several correspondence between Trump's attorneys and members of the Biden administration revealed that the federal government appeared poised to waive Trump's claims of executive privilege over documents that that Trump kept at Mar-a-Lago until earlier this year. As Just the News reported, the memos show... Then White House Deputy Counsel Jonathan Sue was engaged in conversations with the FBI, DOJ, and National Archives as early as April, shortly after 15 boxes of classified and other materials were voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency from Trump's Florida home. By May, Sue conveyed to the archives that President Joe Biden would not object to waiving his predecessor's claims to executive privilege, a decision that opened the door for DOJ to get a grand jury to issue a subpoena compelling Trump to turn over any remaining materials he possessed from his presidency. A May 10th letter from acting National Archives or archivist Deborah Streidel, wall to Trump's legal team, confirmed the White House's involvement in the DOJ probe against Trump. On April 11th, 2022, the White House Counsel's Office, affirming a request from the Department of Justice supported by an FBI letterhead memorandum, formally transmitted a request that NARA provide the FBI access to the 15 boxes for its review within seven days, with the possibility that the FBI might request copies of specific documents following its review of the boxes, Wall wrote. The letter continued, The counsel to the president has informed me that, in light of the particular circumstances presented here, President Biden defers to my determination in consultation with the Assistant Attorney General for the Office of Legal Counsel regarding whether or not I should uphold the former president's purported protective assertion of executive privilege. I have therefore decided not to honor the former president's protective claim of privilege. These documents reviewed by Just the News are the strongest pieces of evidence showing the Biden White House's involvement in the DOJ probe, although the White House previously claimed to have no advanced knowledge of the recent FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Does anybody really believe that the White House didn't know about this? Trump posted on Truth Social, Witch Hunt. However, Just the News does not report that the White House... Um, had specific knowledge of the search warrant or the raid, but that their participation through waiving executive privilege was crucial to the investigation. Don't tell me they didn't know what they were doing with this. Don't tell me Biden didn't know. I don't think it was a one-way conversation like, hey, President Biden, um, if you're giving me the option, if you, if you don't care, and it's up to me whether or not I want to respect Trump's executive privilege, fair enough. Biden knew what he was doing. This dude was probably, hey, President Biden, if you give me the option to either respect it or waive it, I'm going to waive it. What do you want to do? He's like, oh, yeah, we defer. Go ahead. It's by, I mean, come on now. Yeah, I'll say the 
Biden administration, not Biden and Biden himself, because he's just oh, he's so out of it. Yeah, yeah, he, oh, he yeah. doesn't have a brain in his head. So mm-hmm. whoever's running that administration obviously yeah. knew what they were doing. One hundred percent, probably Obama. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I mean, certainly wouldn't doubt it. But Bongino has a really good uh, point on why they went in to his Mar-a-Lago house, and he was talking about how um, all the information that Trump had on the FBI when they, you know, all the stuff that they had done to him. So all mm-hmm. the Russian collusion, he had, he has all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so now they have it all. So mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, they weren't I'm, searching for what they say they're searching for. They were searching for something else. Mm, I disagree. I think they got to be searched for something specific because if here's the thing. They yeah. Are, they were they, searching for something specific and it was the information that he had hear, that could show that. Out, they were, he I was, know, but hear me guilty. out on that. They are eventually going to have to come forward with why they conducted this raid. This is not going to be swept under the rug. If they come forward and they're saying that they wanted to get the classified information, if there, if such thing exists about Trump being raided or been targeted by the FBI, they're going to have to go pull forward that, and that's going to make the FBI look horrendous. Uh, that could be the case, but there's got to be something else there they can show proof it's of. Too late for that. Yeah. They already look True. horrendous. Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's, it's, it's such a corrupt organization oh, right yeah. now. There is, I don't know, that there's one person in the, that's working in the FBI right now that has <clears throat> an ounce of dignity. You know, they're, just, just, they're, they're know. so corrupt. They are, insanely. However, this case was ruled before Congress's current Presidential Records Act was enacted. Just the news explained. Just the news explained. Wall's uh, letter to Trump attorneys also claimed that former president had items marked as classified national security information and the set of 15 boxes Trump's team returned to the National Archives in February. After the National Archives reviewed those documents, they told the DOJ about the potentially classified material, which prompted the DOJ to ask Biden to request that the National Archives turn over access of the documents to the FBI, Wall's letter explained. Other documents reviewed by Justin News showed that Trump lawyer Avon Corcoran spoke with then-White House Deputy Counselor Jonathan Sue about Trump's executive privilege claim over the documents in the spring. In a letter to National Archives General Counsel Grace uh, Gary Stern dated April 29th, Corcoran uh, Corcoran uh, wrote, we have requested the ability to review the documents. That review is necessary in order to ascertain whether any specific documents is subject to privilege. We would res- uh, respectfully request that you restrict access to the documents until we have had the opportunity to review the documents and to consult with President Donald Trump so that he may personally make any decision to assert a claim of constitutional- constitutionality-based uh, privilege. Uh, Wall confirmed the Biden administration would not honor the former president's protective claim of privilege after Corkin sent his letter to Stern. Weeks after Wall's letter to Corkin, the DOJ sent Trump's attorney a grand jury subpoena requesting the return of any national security documents left at Mar-a-Lago roughly two months before the FBI raid on Trump's house. Uh, this whole thing is just one big clusterfuck. One big clusterfuck. It's a banana republic. It is. It's third world country stuff. Yeah. I mean, Democrats have to even acknowledge, you've got to acknowledge this does not look good. To sit there and say that this is not politically motivated is a lie. This is a lie because how easy would it have been? And here's the thing. If Biden's president and he's going to say he's going to waive Trump's ability to, you know, say, uh, I use my presidential powers, executive, whatever you want to say, uh, and to, to bless off on this, and Biden says no, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump is not going to say, well, I do what I want. But, I mean, he, you, you have to abide by the law. There's no getting around that. Yeah. There is no getting around that. And apparently Trump had been working with them for a while. This is already this is already news. Trump mm-hmm. had been working with them for a while. And the FBI had even come to his home already and inspected. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's blowing my mind about this. But it feels like Well, they told the to... Secret Service to put different locks on it so they yeah. knew what was there. They knew yeah. where everything was. Mm-hmm. 
It's the the whole thing is just it stinks. It feels like they're trying to muddy the waters now and make things unclear. Oh yeah, with what's going on. A hundred percent. But apparently Trump is taking legal action now, so we're going to watch what comes as a result of this. Yeah, and well, it's he's just, got the person that's just going to bend over no. and spread his cheeks. Yeah, and be like, "All right, you got me this time, guys. Give me that monkeypox. It's Give so me that- good. <laughs> I love the monkeypox." <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, uh, woke animated show, canceled at HBO Max before 20 episodes air. Cartoon Network and HBO Max have canceled several shows aimed at preschoolers promoting prepubescent sexuality and other woke content. Again, look at this. You got to love this. Look, prominent lesbian trying to push prepubescent sexuality. Jesus, Another fucking groomer. You kidding me with this shit? What? Uh, This is nuts. And other woke content with shows like Little Ellen, which includes same-sex couples from producer Ellen DeGeneres, call her Ellen DeGenerate, among the first to go. Thank God. As Breitbart News reported, the programming slate, originally called Cartoonito, debuted last year on both the networks, which are divisions of Warner Media. Warner Media said all Cartoonito early childhood content would align with Cartoon Network's recently embraced tagline, Redraw Your World, which aims to empower kids to feel comfortable with who they are. They don't know who they are. What the fuck are you talking about? They're kids. I know. Embrace their uniqueness and believe anything is possible. But then why is it all based around sex and sexuality? Because she's a pervert. They're all fucking perverts. Warner Media also said the programming will focus on something called human-centric learning, which is vaguely defined as an endeavor to support every child's humanness by celebrating their unique selves and encouraging them to interact with others with empathy, respect, and fairness. Sounds like some gay liberal shit. Among the new titles was the animated Little Ellen, which tells the story of a young Ellen, DeGeneres, and includes same-sex couples all, same-sex couples all grappling with issues around their sexuality. Hmm. You don't see this like with straight people. It's like, hey, we're going to launch this show with a bunch of straight guys grappling with their sexuality about being straight. Like, what? Hmm. Mm. Have you? No, never. No, I've never it's, it's, yeah. These aren't conversations regular people have with kids. Like, Hell no. This isn't something that they talk about. It's ridiculous. It's, it shouldn't be talked about. It's disgusting. If it comes up and, I mean, your radar should go up. Be like, 100%, yeah. Something's wrong with that person. <laughs> Keep kids away from them. It's clearly a pervert. Little Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Little Ellen shacks up with her lesbian lover. It's like, what? In the cartoon, she's, what, five? What the fuck is wrong with these people? I know. Well, Josh brought this to my attention prior to the show. He played the clip of uh, She-Hulk. Oh, my God. Dude, Can you so pull funny. up that, that clip? This is go. so good. So for those that don't know, She-Hulk goes woke. Go figure. This is all Mar- uh, Marvel. You got Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, all these woke, bleeding heart fucking liberals. Uh, the Disney Plus series She-Hulk was recently review bombed just ahead of its premiere. This has become a common pattern with recent Marvel projects. While some fans have welcomed Marvel's added diversity, others are disappointed by what they consider an attempt to be woke. As such, some new dialogue that's been considered woke by some viewers now has She-Hulk facing backlash on Twitter. You can see several posts shared below where users completely trash She-Hulk, whether it's tearing apart the dialogue from a certain scene, comparing it to past Marvel projects, or simply asking who this series was meant for. It's clear that plenty of Marvel fans are upset. Um, Of course, there are many fans that appreciate She-Hulk and the feminist POV it's trying to induce, introducing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They already did that with Captain Marvel and it bombed. Yeah. That was Captain Marvel. But listen to this clip of She-Hulk and try and keep your eyes and your sockets from rolling out. Here you go. The thing, Bruce, I'm great at controlling my anger. Mm. I do it all the time. When I'm 
catcalled in the street. Mm. When incompetent men explain my own area of expertise to me, I just <laughs> pretty much every day because if I don't, I get called emotional or difficult or might just literally get murdered. So I'm an expert at controlling my anger because I do it infinitely more than you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is she's having a serious conversation with like the the homosexual version of Hulk, like <laughs> nodding. He's wearing. He's wearing I like just a, looked if I was if I had been shawl. Bruce Banner or whatever. I would just looked at her and be like, "You're on your period, aren't you? <laughs> you're on your period." Yeah. Does this mean you're not going to make me a sandwich? <laughs> oh man, because so I get cat called every day. <laughs> oh. Whoa! The comments on Twitter are even better. Oh, I, I bet. Mean, I if, bet you need the... a, if you need a good laugh, <laughs> well, I we've got it. it pulled up here. So if you're watching the live stream on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter or uh, Twitch, you can see it here. This is from uh, <laughs> Green Period. This is IMDb <laughs> post this. Yeah, she's on a Green Period. Um, let's see again. Uh, it's got not a lot of likes. Um, not a lot of likes. No. They're just plagiarizing viral Twitter threads from 2017. I love that Marvel men all have complex backstories to explain their trauma, but for the female characters, it's just, it's just is a woman. Some fucking gay simp on Twitter. Like, bro, She-Hulk's not going to fuck, fuck you. Like, just stop. Uh, fucking stop. It's ridiculous. Let's read. What else we got here? Show more replies. Um, this show is actually not that bad. The CGI isn't as bad as it seemed in the first trailer. Looks good, to be honest. Fun show so far. Uh, I like the part where she is better than Hulk at everything immediately. Really makes me like the character. <laughs> Dig Bickums. <laughs> uh, this is the Hulk she's talking to, though. Like, think about that, that this is the freaking incredible Hulk she's talking to. I, it, I was thinking that, too. I was like, this is the Hulk who all he does is have to deal with his fucking anger. And you think it's because you got a pussy between your legs, it makes you better? <laughs> I deal with men finding me attractive and whistling at me and telling me how attractive I am. Yeah. Telling me how you, attractive I you am. You poor thing. Meanwhile, there's fat, ugly feminists going like, I would just love to be cat called that, even though I have to publicly hey, say gorgeous. I don't want that. Hey, beautiful. You stop that. You, you have a great you. day, beautiful. <laughs> I bet you have a dick, don't you? <laughs> now, look, I don't cat call women. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. I mean, why would a uh, yeah, fucking uh, loser do that shit? If anything, uh, I'd walk up to her like, ma'am, I find you very, you, you are very yeah. beautiful. Man, I would, would you like to touch my penis? Would you like to touch my penis? Because I want to touch your honkers. If I'm out of, <laughs> if I'm out of line, just you let just, me know. You just suck my dick if I'm out of line here. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Is that, that happens regularly. <laughs> Look, if I've offended you, please sit on my face. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, my God. I, I love how they make cat calling the worst thing out. Now, look, I am not I sitting there blessing off on cat calling. I think this is stupid. But really, if this is how I bad know. you think you've got it in America, that cat calling is how you control your anger. Like, she hooked angry. He called me sexy. Shut the fuck up, you it's privileged bitch. Jesus. <laughs> And I have to listen to an incompetent men explain. Really? So you have no incompetent women explaining to that at all? Like, really? It's only men? Jesus. Become a lesbian. That's what you should do. Wouldn't surprise me if she is. She-Hulk. Um, the lawyer. Uh, What's it called? What's the name of it? It's like She-Hulk, the practicing attorney or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Such a great scene. And that pilot was awesome and fun. Uh, this must be a joke. That was the scene that ruined the show. Or the scene that caused the show to become super political, which caused it to get review bombed on IMDb with one tens. Hell yeah. 
How about you just keep it to fucking realistic shit instead of these fucking narratives built by these ugly, fat, unfuckable feminists? The aspect of the show is going to make it all the right people incredibly angry. It's going to make all the right people incredibly angry. It doesn't make us, and I love how they always try and like put this in, in their perspective. It's like, it's going to make the right angry. It's not making us angry. We're just not going to watch it, and yeah. your shit's going to bomb. See, I just don't know that I care for the Hulk as Bruce Banner's the Hulk all the time. Like, yeah. he never goes back to Bruce Banner. He's always just the Hulk. It just, I don't know. I didn't know that. I haven't been watching it. I lost interest. Yeah. Like so he's, the, he's not Bruce Banner. He's just Hulk all the time he's now? He's Hulk all the time. He's oh. like Hulk and Bruce Banner, and it just, I don't know. It looks weird. That's not cool. Yeah. That was the whole just, premise behind the Hulk. Right. Yeah. Hmm. He's like, yeah, I figured it out. And now he's like, I don't know. I'm just like, mm. Mm. it's better when I was a kid. Ruined it. Shit's ridiculous. Um, I mean, she's just factually incorrect. She describes instances of anger she tempers. In the first Avengers movie, Hulk explains why he's always angry and he controls it. This one dude's like, Are you, do, do you talk to women? Yes, and it's not as big a flex as you'd assume. It's part of everyday life when you have one. Okay. Uh, dude, these it's just the woke libtards are just so funny at this. It's, it's hilarious. It doesn't work when she's talking to someone who has absolutely has it had who has had it worse than her though. Uh, that's the most truth Marvel has ever put into a sequence of dialogue. I relate to literally every word of it. <laughs> really? And then you go click on this woman's profile. It's like, no, you don't. You're ugly. It's not even a real profile, but, but oh, again, pronouns in the bio. Pronouns, pronouns flags. in the bio. Flap, gay flag. Yeah. Bye, loves gnomes, kind people, animals, and potatoes. Started gaming in the 1980s. Often says stuff that makes incels cry. I'm sure it does. Oh, I'm sure it does. Clearly, this is what these fucking women do. They just like well, I say shit that makes fucking Sims cry. No, you don't. We just call you a fucking cunt and we move on. Okay. And nobody's fucking you. So all you do is you get more miserable. You buy more cats, and you eventually just die with your vagina covered in cobwebs. I mean, <laughs> it's really crying over here like oh please don't say something that's gonna make me a, a bitch shut the fuck up i love how all these women this, this is what i love about feminists today i'm about to say some shit that's really gonna piss a lot of people off but i don't care these women that think that they are equal to men you are only equal to men because the system protects and allows you to case in point if i had a woman in front of me and there was no law protecting women and she mouthed off and i smacked the fuck out of her you think she's going to beat my ass? Nine times out of ten, the answer is no. I'm 6'2", 230 pounds. I'm a big motherfucker. But the system in place that is provided by men, enforced majority by men, protects a woman and her right. And I'm for that. Please don't take this out of context. But the point that I'm trying to make is all this equality is only there because it's respected by men. If men didn't respect it, you would not have it. And there'd be no other way to change that unless you have a gun. Mm -hmm. A gun is a great equalizer. So to protect your first, you need the second. Yep. So this equality that is set in a place by the system that was initiated and created by men to protect women, you should be fucking grateful. But they're never going to be. We can do anything a man can only because we let you. Remember that. Only because we let you. If the system was not there, you would be treated, ergo, what's going on in the Middle East? That would be exactly how it would be for you. Men are stronger. By and large, they are stronger. Women don't like hearing that. I really don't care. It doesn't make you less valuable. It does not mean you should be less respected. That's not what I'm saying. But all these fucking ugly women in the Twitter sphere that are in their teens and their gamers and all this other shit, I say things that, bitch, if the system was not in place, I would beat your fucking ass and you wouldn't be able to stop me. There's your equality. There is your equality. That's the truth. Oh, it's going to piss off a lot of people. It's going to piss off a lot of people. 
what good are men anyway? We just, I don't know, we've done so much. And so have women. I'm not trying to make this one-sided. I'm not trying to sit there and say that women don't bring it. Of course they do. We need the duality. But I just love how these fucking ugly, unfuckable lesbians with the dyed hair just kind of like, I can, I can do anything a man can do. No, the fuck you can't. Go play in a men's sport. Go do it. Watch you get creamed across the field. Well, I think here's the difference between... Bitch men are joining women's sports. Is that... I'm not going to protest the movie. Nah, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what they write about it. I think it's hilarious. Probably not going to watch it. Oh, hell no. I don't think a lot of people will. They they say we're mad because they want us to be mad. Therefore, yeah. it gives them like, ha we stuck it to the right. Realistically, we're just not going to watch the movie. That's it. You think I'm going to at least sleep over this? I'm going to make fun yeah. of you for it, if anything. I don't think it should be banned. Fuck no. Ah, I yeah. don't think your speech should be banned. No. Should, whatever you want to do, that's yeah. fine. Only okay. if you're a pedophile groomer. Then I believe you belong in a camp. That's the that's the exception. Gotta love it. Every single fucking one of them. Every single one of these fruitcakes. Pronouns in the bio with a gay or Ukraine flag. Every single fucking time. Every single time. Well, Nancy Pelosi's husband, he got, he got, you know, he pleaded guilty to the DUI. You know what he got? Slap on the wrist. You gotta love this. Um, Paul Pelosi pleaded guilty to one count of DUI and has been sentenced to three years of probation and five days of jail time with credit for time served, according to the records. As part of the probation terms, Pelosi will need to complete eight hours of a court work program, do a drinking and driving course that will last for three months, put an ignition interlock device on his car for a year, and pay a $150 fine. Does that sound like a slap on the wrist for you, for a DUI? Yeah. $150 fine? Didn't, don't, like most lawyers say, if you get a DUI, it's going to cost you upwards of five to $10,000. I could have swore that was a the thing they were pushing. <laughs> Generally, yeah. I mean, yeah. your legal fees and... Yeah. I mean, sometimes a lot more. Wow. That's that's interesting. But, Justice, yeah. right? Obviously, he was going to get off. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I doubt <laughs> not that. with her. <laughs> I, I doubt that he does any of that stuff that's on that list. Oh, probably not. Yeah. He'll send somebody in his proxy. Yeah. This is just for freaking public thing. Well, I didn't watch this. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Like the original? Yeah. Well, parts many, of it, I mean. What do you mean the original? Don't they There's have another one. one coming out, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you about. Have you, you, but you've seen parts of the original? Yeah. You haven't seen the full thing? Right. Okay. Uh, well, apparently, the House of Dragon draws record audience in HBO series premiere. I guess it premiered yesterday? So Game of Thrones, oh man, this thing came out of nowhere. Um, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it was going to be here that fast. Uh, HBO's House of Dragon drew the largest audience ever for any of its new original series premieres on Sunday night. So much even that I think they even crashed the servers in the app. Really? Like there were that many people watching the premiere. I haven't seen it. I do have HBO Max. I need to go watch it tonight um, because I just want to see how they do. Again, we'll just see what happens. Um, you were a pretty I, big I, Game of Thrones fan, though, weren't you? Oh, yeah, I liked it. I just don't know if this is this woke. Are they going? Didn't they say they're going woke with this, or was that the Lord of the know. Rings shit? I don't know. Um, nearly what, 10 million people tuned in to watch the Game of Thrones prequel series wow. premiere, according to Variety. The record numbers came despite the HBO Max app crashing just before House of Dragons was set to premiere. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Oh, <laughs> I'd be so pissed. Um, dude, that would piss me off so fucking much. Like, seriously, it's okay. So uh, audience members in the chat have, um, have any, has anybody seen this? Is this, is this, is this woke? Is this woke garbage? What does the chat say? Let's see. I'm reading the YouTube and Twitch chat. Has anybody, did anybody watch it? 
Okay, David Clark says it's awesome. It's all about a gay woman feeling that she's no, she's nor powerful enough. It's okay. My friend saw it. It sucked. I watched the episode. It wasn't bad. It was all right. I haven't seen anything woke yet. Okay. So it's comparable to season eight. Oh, that's not good. Actor said the show was going to focus on internalized misogyny. That's right. Yeah, I do remember that. <sighs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Wasn't the main character of the other one a woman? Uh, there was actually a lot of main characters. Like the... The chick Targaryen with the dragon. Chick? Yeah, it was her, Jon Snow. Um, she was a main character. One of them, right. yeah. Yeah, I, I would say if there's going to be main characters, it would revolve around her and Jon Snow. But that was the beauty of each episode. Sometimes you wouldn't see a main character from the original for a while because it covered so many very interesting storylines. Like, they had they had something really good here. And I hope, I hope they don't fuck it up. But, you know, this is the Hollywood. They probably will. So... Um, HBO reportedly spent $100 million to market the new series that is set 200 years before Game of Thrones and journeys the events leading up to the Targaryen War of Secession, also known as the Dance of the Dragons, which were hinted at in Game of Thrones. There's just one thing I have with um, things like this. They say this is like 200 years prior to that. Well, let's look at this technology. I Granted, we had the Industrial Revolution, but let's look at technology advancements from like the 1800s until now. Until 2000. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of advancement. In these series, there's like no advancement. It's like 200 years before this, they have the same shit. It's like, there was like no advances in technology whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm betting that's how it is. Willing to bet that's how it is. Yeah, it's funny because I just recently saw... Uh, restored video from like 1906. Mm -hmm. There was like buggies going down the streets of San Francisco. Horses. Yeah. And here they've we got, are. They've got no advancement in 200 <laughs> years. No wonder your race got obliterated. <laughs> uh, here we are. I don't know, man. It's it's just interesting to see that because you have dragons for crying out loud. You figure they invent like some dragon harnesses or any, I don't know, something, so, anything. Maybe, I don't know. It's just me. Nothing. Just It's just me. Can't seem to get out of the incest. No. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, Game of Thrones, which ended in 2019, remains HBO's most successful series with its record-breaking 17.9 million viewers for the eighth and final season premiere. The 2011 series premiere only garnered 4.2 million viewers. Well, it also wasn't that popular at the time either. I mean, it was popular, but Game of Thrones really picked up steam after a few episodes. Like, dude, like, they're killing off main characters. What the hell? That's awesome. So, I don't know. Um, 4.2 million viewers for the premiere, uh, putting the House of Dragon in great standing to match and possibly surpass the success of its predecessor. We're going to see. We're going to see. I don't know. I don't know. It just sucks because you don't have any of the original characters. And, you know, you fall in love with those original characters. Some of them. Yeah. All right, but last, most certainly not least, Utah teacher questions whether posh white parents will oppose her classroom built for non-white excuse me, non-white students. Maybe. Um, <laughs> let's I don't know that, that you got to call me posh because I don't agree. Exactly. with Exactly, <laughs> that's what she's going to try. So if you don't agree with my segregation of black versus white, you yeah. must be too posh. Yeah. Let's flip the script on that. Let's just say. Um, Utah teacher questions whether or not posh black parents will oppose her classroom built for non-black students. Oh, suddenly it's racist. Suddenly liberals are now screaming that, at the sky. Now that's wrong. Now that's wrong, but we can do it towards white people. The other way, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. What you just did there. And then you take one look at this teacher. There she is. Go figure. Ugly haircut, big thick glasses, ugly 
Can't fuck her. She's a lesbian. Pretty go sure figure. she has a penis. Pretty sure. There you go. But um, she's, <clears throat> she's white. Yeah, she's white. She's just another white guilt fucking liberal. That's how they are. A fourth grade teacher in Utah took to social media earlier this month questioning how the parents of, and students in a majority white school would react to her classroom, which she said was built for non-white students. Okay, why wouldn't you just build it for students of all colors? What are you, what are you focusing on? What's your intent here? Uh, we know what the intent is. She's trying to virtue signal how good of a human being she is. For the first time in my life, I'm going to be teaching at a majority white school, and I'm kind of interested to see how students and parents react to my classroom, or if they even notice anything about it because it's built for non-white students. I'm interested. How is it built for non-white students? How did you build your classroom for minorities as opposed to whites? Explain that to me. Because if all education should be the same, we should be teaching them the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why are you pandering? The teacher explained this was her first year teaching majority white school and said there are no white kids represented in many of the elements of her classroom, including the coloring pages she offers to students. Okay. But why yeah. is it primarily? That's the other thing. If minorities in America make up like, what is it, roughly like maybe 25%? Then explain Ooh. to me how your your classroom is indicative of the percentiles of populations in America now. Yeah. How, how does that, you're not giving them accurate, accurate representation. But if it was towards black people, you'd have an issue with that. But if it's towards white people, it's perfectly fine. Again, another white self-hating apologist. I cannot stand these fucking liberals. You are white apologists and it's gross. It's fucking gross. I, as a white dude, have nothing to apologize to black people for. I never committed slavery, never did any of that shit. But you know what I am tired of? Fucking hearing about it fucking hearing about the shit yeah a little bit it's ridiculous i guarantee dude she needs to be fired the teacher went on to say that while some of her classroom library includes straight cis white men she says dominant literature but is overpowered by books depicting diverse peoples including characters of color and different gender identities and sexual orientations get that fucking groomer out of there get that groomer out of there that is disgusting why the fuck are you teaching children about sexuality again another fucking fruitcake look at this nut job she looks hideous disgusting to look at unfuckable and that's why. I think that's why these people are just ugh. I think it's a dude. Dude, I I can't tell. Uh um let's see. Yeah, that looks like a guy, just very feminine. It's a very feminine guy or a really ugly. I don't know. Why does everybody wear Harry Carey glasses now? You notice that? <laughs> I don't know. When did that happen? Who's ahead of his time? <laughs> <laughs> huh. Why didn't they give her name? There's no name for her. Just the teacher. Yeah. That's what, cause I think put it's her a, fucking name out there. If she has the balls to put us it on social media. I think it's a dude. Fourth grade teacher, Willem Penny, explains that her classroom is built for non-white students. Oh. Well, you know what white parents should do? Pull their kids out of there. I was like, okay, if it's not built for white students, then I'm going to take my kids elsewhere and then watch that school fucking go under. It's disgusting. Oh, that's the way it goes. That's mm. These people are just disgusting, man. That's the way the cookie, cookie crumbles. crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I got to get back to work editing the new Valor podcast. We're going to get that set up for you. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, go check us out on Rumble. We appreciate your love and support there. We're live on Twitch. And again, you can always download the audio versions of the episodes of these podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Music, Amazon Music. It's all there. Just go look up All American Savage Show podcast or John Barkin. Again, don't forget to support us at shellshockcbd.com. And before I forget, the last thing you should do, go to this link and go follow on SoundCloud, the Valor Podcast. Here's a link there. Go give it a follow. I'm going to be uploading this to other platforms once we have it ready to go. We appreciate your love and support. Go check it out. A new episode should be very or should be ready very soon. Uh, and again, we thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the podcast, give it a share. Hey, if you want to go give us a review on iTunes, that would help us out tremendously a lot. Thank you so much for all of your support of the show. You got anything to have a man? You guys have a great day. And as always, go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> you stay savage, America. <laughs>